0: Welcome back to To The Point, the Latin American program's podcast here at the Woodrow Wilson Center. We are talking with Todd Martinez today. He's the lead analyst for Uruguay at Fitch. We're discussing Uruguay's new government. We're also discussing the very difficult economic conditions it has inherited. Thanks for joining to the point to talk about Uruguay in an important political and economic moment in its history. The new government in Uruguay knew it was inheriting some fiscal troubles, and it was an issue during the campaign, but they turned out to be much worse than the government thought. The deficit is nearly 5% of GDP. The problems are structural. They are politically difficult to solve. And your recent rating of Uruguay raised some alarms.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess, so just a reminder, uh, we have a triple B minus rating for Uruguay. That is the bottom rung of investment grade. And we have had a negative outlook since October, 2018. So that means that a 50% or more chance that Uruguay gets downgraded and becomes a a quote unquote fallen angel, a country that has lost investment grade. So the main issues behind that negative outlook have always been stagnant growth and structural fiscal deterioration. Stagnant growth um, since 2014, Uruguay does not rank well in a lot of these competitiveness surveys, rigid labor markets, not a very trade-open economy. And the upshot of that has been investment has fallen to around 16% of GDP. That's one of the lowest ratios in the triple B category. It's very low even compared to its neighbors and other countries in Latin America. Fiscal is quite weak. You mentioned a deficit of almost 5%. It's even a little quite weaker in underlying terms and out of some accounting issues. And Uruguay will now strip out the central bank from its fiscal targeting, which was something that most countries never did. And now they'll be aligned with other countries. And I think so that core central government deficit, which is what we care more about, has way overshot even this government's uh, prior projections. And it's for structural reasons in our view for structural spending increases, a very costly welfare state rather than a cyclical impact. on tax revenues that could go away with better growth. So that's the starting point for fiscal, and it's also quite weak and worse than we expected. Now, this new government is taking office and we have not downgraded Uruguay because I think offsetting that weak starting point is a government that is certainly coming to the table very well prepared on these two issues. We think it has a very good diagnosis of the issues and what sort of tweaks needs to be done to the uh, policy agenda and how fiscal consolidation should be achieved. What I guess the challenge is, is not the diagnosis or the commitment, it's the implementation. Uruguay is just not an easy country to get big changes done. They have a coalition government where natural anti-coalition government requires some negotiation and some transaction costs that might dilute the ultimate effect of the measures that are passed. So I think we're still in a stage where we're assessing how effective this new government can be in following through on its
0: very credible commitment to
1: address these issues we've highlighted.
0: Talk a bit about contagion. This is the last thing Uruguay needs as it starts a new political cycle. I haven't seen big effects yet. The you know exposure is very different from 2001. But tell us a little bit about what you've seen and, and whether this factors into your concerns and the negative outlook.
1: I would say there's good things to say about that, because uh, one thing that got Uruguay to investment grade was its demonstration of much greater resilience to the volatility in neighboring Argentina. What does that reflect? I think it reflects quite a bit of progress in terms of export, diversification in terms of new markets markets throughout the world in terms of new products like pulp and those things. So it certainly weaned itself off of Argentina quite a bit in terms of those traditional channels. Tourism still being the exception, but that always tends to be, be a little bit more resilient than one would expect just because it's the wealthier Argentines who have savings in dollars who are kind of able to go there no matter what happens to the peso. So at least this last tourist season was a little better than people had expected. And then in terms of financial contagion, those channels have been dramatically narrowed. Argentines still have some deposits. In Uruguay, but banks are just more cautious because of their own self imposed policies, and also government regulations are a little stricter where they don't do anything with those funds, really. They're just, uh, they end up in central bank reserves. So during the Macri tax amnesty, tons of money vanished from Argentine deposits in Uruguayan banks, and it barely even made headlines as something relevant for the local economy. You
0: mentioned pulp. I mean, that's another area other than resilience to Argentine economic drama where Uruguayans have some reason to believe that GDP might turn around. And some employment, although I know it's not a huge driver of employment overall, the size of the investment in economy of that scale, it's significant when you get another one of these huge pulp mills. Does it matter? Does it register in terms of the macroeconomic climate?
1: Yeah, I would say this pulp mill is very good news for Uruguay's economy, full stop. It is a project that really moves the needle in terms of growth, at least the bottom line GDP. It does have quite a bit of tax incentives and everything, so we don't think it on its own solves the fiscal issue. And there might be a little bit of complacency locally about how fiscal issues can solve themselves as growth recovers. But like I said earlier, that's something that we're encouraged by. The new government doesn't have that diagnosis. Their plan is that they actually need to do tough things to get that done so it has spillovers into the labor market not huge ones but still good news given labor there's been net labor job destruction in uruguay in the past five years it's a company with a good sense of corporate social responsibility it'll be generating its own electricity so You know, this isn't some project that's in some carve out of the Uruguayan economy that just flatters the GDP statistics, but doesn't really mean a whole lot for the economy itself. We think this is a project that should be good news. But why are we on negative outlook even already having incorporating this project? Because most private analysts and us forecast growth getting to one5 this year. Other analysts say something around 2%. And then around that level in the coming years, that's still a, a very weak growth path, even with this boost from a mega project, I'd suggest the rest of the economy could still be underperforming
0: quite a bit. Todd Martinez, thank you so much for joining us.